0: Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 through 30. We'll continue in our study in the book of Philippians. We're on uh, sermon number 7. Sermon number 7, Philippians chapter 2. Begin reading in verse number 19. Apostle Paul says, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you, that I also may be of a good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. All seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. But you know the proof of Him that as a Son with the Father, He has served me in the gospel. Him, him, therefore, I hope to send presently, so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. Verse twenty-five. Yet I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, my companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger, he that ministered to my wants, for he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick, nigh to death. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I send him therefore the more carefully that when you see him again, you may rejoice and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him and therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation because for the work of Christ, he was nine to death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for just being so good to us, and watching over us like you do. We thank you for taking care of Jack, Lord, today, and I pray that you continue to help him be with us now as we open up the Word of God for a few minutes and look at this chapter and these few verses in this wonderful book. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. As we continue in our study here in chapter 2, we're going to come across two men Timothy and Epaphroditus, what a great name, Epaphroditus. Timothy and Epaphroditus, we're going to look at both of these men that were very helpful to the life of Paul. And remember, a little background, we're talking about a book that's full of joy, Christian joy. And these examples here are really, really wonderful examples that Paul has given us for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Number one, Timothy. In chapter 2, verses 19 through 24, we see Paul met Timothy. You need to go back into the book of Acts, chapter 16. We see where Paul met Timothy on his first journey. 2 Timothy 1.5, Paul wrote this. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois, and in thy mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also... Timothy was the son of a Jewish mother and a Gentile father, but Paul always considered him as a son in the faith. In chapter two, verses one and two, says to Timothy, "My dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord." Paul used Timothy, and he was a tremendous help to him. Timothy became a tremendous help to him, but I'll notice some characteristics here about timothy number one he had a servant's mind in verses 19 to 21 it says but again but i trust in the lord jesus to send timothy shortly unto you that i also may be of good comfort when i know your state i have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state for all seek their own not things that are jesus christ to begin with timothy naturally cared for for people he was concerned about others you see if you remember now Paul is in a jail he's in jail he's writing this epistle from jail and he was concerned about the Christians here in Philippi in verse 21 it says for all seek their own look what 221 says or that was actually 221 verse chapter 1 verse 21 we've already covered it it says, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. 221 says, For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. Here's the way it is you're either living 121 or 221. We're either living 121, where it says, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain, or we're living 221, for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. Timothy cared. Timothy was living 121. Timothy cared. He had a natural concern. He had a servant's mind. He had servants' training. It's something very important to note that when he got saved, Paul just didn't say, You go. Oh. No. Paul trained him. In chapter 16 and verse 2. Uh, Paul says this about Timothy, which was well reported by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul knew he was ready to go, but Paul knew he had to have some training. And I'm thankful for those brothers that took me and trained me. I'm thankful for that pastor that set me down. I was been preaching maybe a year, maybe two years. Brother David Stantil came into my life, and he set me down. There were six preachers at that church. I was the only one that showed up to a meeting that he had for us. He said, I'm going to tell you something. There's God's got a plan for your life. I'm just a kid. This was 26, 27 years ago. I, I think at the time there was no children. No, there wasn't any children. I think we just, we just got married. So I was young and I didn't know anything. I mean, I might could about Moses marching around Jericho 18 times and the walls fall. That's how dumb I was. Y'all think it's bad now. Thankfully, you didn't hear me back then. But I'm thankful that he took me. And he took time with me and he helped me. And he said, heaven, God's got a plan for your life. And then I began to serve the Lord and whatever needed to be done. I taught 30 senior citizens every week for about three years. They they could chew and spit up some teachers. We had a wonderful relationship and we bonded. And then I was helping in Iwana. I'll never forget, we we're sitting around the meeting and they had a class of fourth and fifth grade boys. Nobody wanted them. Imagine that. Because there was eighteen of them. I'll take it. You're crazy. This is the why wa- I said, I'll take it. We started in August right before Christmas, I had them boys walking out, single file line. People were in awe. thinking like, did you drug them? No. I just was their friend and told them kind of how things were going to work. But I did those things. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, I've been in the trenches. I know what it's like to run into church on two wheels fighting two kids. I better stop because she's probably watching. But... Uh, I, I know what it's like to be in the trenches and to have that training. I'm thankful, Brother Darrell, that he took time to help me, train me. So when I would get through preaching, he would walk up to me and he'd say, wait a minute, not critiquing you, but think about this. And it 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 bothers me when I talk to him now. He's been so beat down through the ministry that he's so down on himself. When I talked to Brother David just the other day, I asked him how he was doing. He said, I'm not good for nothing. That bothers me. He trained me. He was my Paul. He was the one that I followed, the one that I, that I listened to. And he trained me. And I'm thankful for that training. I'm thankful for that help. And Timothy had that. We all need that. Everybody needs Training. One thing that we're losing, we've lost in our churches is discipleship. Discipleship. And that's one thing that we are going to work on here is discipleship because it's important. And it doesn't matter how long you've been saved. Everybody needs to be discipled. Y'all with me this this evening? Let me read some verses out of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Actually, 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is Paul talking to Timothy. He wrote two books to him. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, matter of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came to me at Antioch and at Iconium, Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived." But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of what thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture, all scripture, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Paul is telling Timothy, it's not going to be easy. I can remember, and I'm not going to ramble much, but I can remember my ordination, several of the guys on my ordinating council, there were 24, big one. Several of them said the same thing. It's not going to be easy. You're going to face persecution. You're going to face things that normal people don't face. But being in the ministry, you'll face those things. And Paul was telling Timothy that. But he had all these things, but he also had a servant's reward. Timothy knew the meaning of service. In verse number 17, he said, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. God rewarded Timothy. God was faithful to Timothy. And Timothy did a wonderful work with tremendous help to Paul in his time. Timothy's mentioned 24 times in the letters of Paul. That shows how much love he had. Timothy, you ought to read the book of First and Second Timothy. Tremendous books. Let me move on to Epaphroditus. Many of you may have never heard of Epaphroditus. In verses 25 through 30, I'm not going to read those again. I'll read a few of them as we go along. But he was a member of the church of Philippi, and he risked his life to carry a mission offering to the apostle. Now, he gives us three things. Look there in verse number 25. He calls him my brother, my companion in labor, and my fellow soldier. Let's look at those tonight. We see that Epaphroditus was somebody that was balanced. What's something that I heard my pastor say week after week after week after week after week? Balance. What is something I'm trying to say over and over? It's kind of the same word. Consistency. We have a lot of Christians that are up here. Everything's good. Boy, well, when the bottom falls out, you don't see them. You, had, you couldn't find them a search warrant. We're supposed to be consistent. We're supposed to be consistent. And Epaphroditus was, was balanced. My brother, my companion in labor, my fellow soldier. And it's interesting, these three descriptions go along with what we've already looked at in chapter 1. In my, my brother, we see the fellowship of the gospel in verse 5 of chapter 1. My companion in labor, we see the furthest of the gospel in verse 12. And my fellow soldier, we see the faith of the gospel in verse 27. He was balanced. Here's what H.A. Ironside used to tell a group of believers. They had little concern for the faith or furtherance of the gospel. They only wanted the fellowship. In front of their meeting place was a sign that read Jesus only. One day the wind blew the letters down and it read us only. You know what's wrong with most of our churches? Selfish. There wasn't a selfish bone in the Apostle Paul's body. There was not one selfish bone in his body. There was not one selfish bone that describes Christians today. But we must be balanced. Epaphroditus had a, a Christian. He was a Christian that was balanced. But notice in 26 and 27, he's a Christian that was burdened. Like Timothy. He had a concern about others. You see, there's something running here that we as Christians must be concerned about others. Joy. What's the little choir, the little kid's choir song? Joy. Jesus first, yourself last, others in between. But now we have Jaiwo. Jesus first, yourself second, and others in between. All that made no sense. It did to me in my head. Sometimes that rat just doesn't cooperate. Y'all know what I'm saying. We say, oh, I got Jesus first. Where are you? I'm second. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Jesus first. Yes. Others must be in between. Others. What was the whole ministry of Jesus for three and a half years? Others. What did Jesus do when he went to a group of people? Did he announce himself, Rick? Did he say, here I am? No. He wanted to help others. Folks, there's a world out there dying and going to hell. I I see it every single day. And I'm not just talking about out there. I'm talking about every Sunday there are people in our churches sing the right song, huh? put the right amount in, but they're as lost as that church people. One of the biggest mission fields that we have is in our churches. What's wrong with our churches? Preachers aren't preaching the word of God anymore. Somebody say amen or ouch or oh me or uh-oh. He was burdened. We need more people in our churches burdened for others. I'm working and looking at preaching a series, of short series on eternity. And in this series, we're going to look at heaven, of course. That's going to look at hell. And when I get to that point, when I'm ready for it, I want you to do everything in your power that you have to invite somebody to this church that's lost. You want to see this church grow? We all do. Invite somebody. Tell somebody about Jesus. He was burdened, not just for uh, the local area. He was burdened for missions. Oh, we have to have a burden for missions because it's the heart of God. Missions is the heart of God. Acts 1-8 is still in the Bible. We must have a burden like Epaphroditus. Verse 26 says, he longed after you all. And that means he was so burdened and he was worried about him. He lived 121 and not 221. But he was a Christian that was blessed. In verses 28 through 30, let's read these, remind ourselves what we said. I send him therefore the more carefully that when you see him again... May rejoice and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation. Because for the work of Christ, he was nigh to death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward me. He was a blessing to the Apostle Paul. He stood by him in prison. He helped him during his sickness. He went went through all these things. Hey, if someone is a blessing to you, tell them. Tell them, go to them and say, You are a blessing to me. I think of one of my friends, years gone by. His name was Jamie Rowden. I don't think I've told you about him. He was at our first church, servant of God, loved the Lord. He he would fight people, build up that little church there at Melville, and just many souls came to Christ because of his. Dedication. One day he was driving down Sequoia Access Road. This is way back in probably 2010. On his motorcycle and a truck pulled out in front of him. He flipped over and the handlebars stuck him in his throat. Vegetable the rest of his life. I remember the last time I saw him. I went to his house. He lived over off of uh, Sequoia Access Road. And I went to his house. He's laying there. Eyes are wide open. Nothing. His wife said, Preacher. Talk to him about the Lord Talk to him about the Bulldogs he was my favorite member because he took me to a bowl game down in Tampa I absolutely loved a place for him to sit but said Jamie nothing couldn't even look at it. nothing I got in the truck I started driving home and I began to weep here's a man that loved God and that wanted to serve him how many people have just don't care? He had a desire burden. My son is still carrying on that right now. He's a youth pastor somewhere in Cleveland, Tennessee. And I thank God every time I read his stuff. But Epaphroditus had a burden. Epaphroditus was blessed. Epaphroditus was balanced. Timothy. These are two examples, and we could preach on them for weeks and weeks, and we may do it, if the Lord allows. Timothy and Epaphroditus. The other example in chapter 2 was Jesus. He's the ultimate example. But when you look at Epaphroditus and Timothy, such examples they are to us. Timothy loved Paul. Timothy served God epaphroditus loved paul epaphroditus served god and i just wonder here on this wednesday night are you living 121 me to live as christ and to die as gain are you living 221 for all seek their own and not the things which are jesus christ that's a question you need to ask yourself that's a question i need to ask myself that's a question we all need to ask Are we truly and honestly serving God for the right reason? I ask you to bow your heads all over God's house tonight. Thank you for always being so attentive. God bless you, all you do for the Lord. You're sitting there with your head bowed and your eye closed. Just pray, Lord. I want to be a one twenty one Christian. That that just sounds like a a good sermon and going around in my head. Or later on down the line, for me to live is Christ. Everything that we do in our lives should be about Him. Every single thing that